0: Welcome to Mastering Your Financial Life, hosted by Judy Heft, the founder and CEO of Judith Heft & Associates, Financial and Lifestyle Concierge. This year, she's celebrating 27 years in business. In every episode, Judy interviews professionals who help others successfully manage their financial lives. You can find this show on YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and more. Judy is the author of two books, How to Be Smart, Successful and Organized with Your Money for a Better Today and Tomorrow and her latest book, Mastering Your Financial Life Cycles, How to Successfully Manage Money in Every Decade of Life. You can read chapters of her books and catch prior episodes of the show at www.judithheft.com now here's the host of mastering your financial life judy heft
1: everybody welcome i'm so excited to have this is our 63rd episode i'm judy heft financial and lifestyle concierge and our podcast is mastering your financial life and today i'm thrilled to introduce you to pam masiello this is our 63rd episode and I'm really thrilled. So Pam has been, she has over 20 years experiences of public in public accounting. She focuses on tax planning, preparation, consulting services, and works mostly with high net worth individuals, family office clients. She They do a lot of trust and estate work, private foundations, and closely held businesses. Pam advises clients with complex tax reporting requirements, including those with assets held in foreign trusts institutions, and other entities. She's a licensed CPA in the state of New York, and I've been working with Pam for a little while now, so I'm really excited to have her here as my guest. Welcome, Pam. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So, you know, we just finished October 15th tax season, and you know, what came out what stood out to you most in your opinion after that season you know it's always a crazy time because you know a lot of high net worth people don't do the april 15th and then there's june and september and here we are at october and they're in panic mode getting everything
2: to their accountants so you know what stood out mostly yeah you might be surprised by my answer but i found it was less chaotic oh um and what i mean by that is if you compare this tax season to the last Five years and everything that us tax practitioners have been through. So let's backtrack quickly five years ago, you know, getting to learn, you know, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which was like the largest tax overhaul since the Reagan administration. And then once we got comfortable with that, you know, a little something called the COVID-19 pandemic uh, came knocking at our door. So we had to buckle down and get to no new legislation, such as the CARES Act, and then suddenly become expert in PPP loans and employee retention credits, and that was definitely a chaotic time. You know, learning, you know, different tax legislation at different periods of time, and I feel that we are now at the other end of everything, and I would say that. Whatever you define as normal, it is your standard tax season. There's no extended tax deadlines to deal with, so I think from that experience you gain a lot more perspective on what is really busy, on and a true understanding and appreciation. So I think that us accountants were definitely resilient, and uh, being an accountant can be a challenging but and uh, at the same time a rewarding career.
1: that's great because you know you're helping so many people and i think you know from what you said with all those different things that you had to learn because of COVID and everything that's why it's so important to go and experience cpa for your taxes i mean to go to these you know I don't want to disparage H&R Block, but it's just really or trying to do it yourself on TurboTax. You know, we don't know a person like myself. And even though I'm involved in finance, I don't know all those tax rules and nuances and things that come up all the time. So it's really important to have a professional such as yourself. So that's great. So, you know, what are some of the things that you're uh, encouraging your clients to do as far as, you know, planning, end of year planning, planning for next year? How do you advise them? Absolutely.
2: Um, so I find the tax planning to always be an important, but especially important towards the end of the year. Um, more likely than not, most taxpayers, clients, they have a very good idea of what their taxable income picture will be looking like. And at this point, it's very important to establish a baseline in terms of what tax bracket you're in. And once that baseline is established, look to elements that are within your control to see what you can do to best minimize your tax liability. If you're a business owner, for example, does it make sense to accelerate your income or defer to the next year? And the same goes for expenses. Does it make sense to accelerate or defer? Uh, should we be ma- making retirement contributions? If you're an S corporation shareholder, should I take additional salary? These are all the considerations you should be taking. And once you do that, you look around to see what uh, deductions are available to you that you would be most advantageous. And once you formulate the plan, you're not done there. Once you've required the, once you pay in the required estimates. You definitely need to look to see what your remaining tax liability is for April, which I find to be very important, especially given today's economic climate. There's a lot of uncertainty. So one thing you want to do is give security to your clients and give them as much lead time as possible to know how much they owe in April, especially if it's a large balance, so that they are well prepared from a cash flow standpoint as well.
1: You know, that's so helpful, especially in letting your clients know exactly what they're going to know in April, because there's so many times, you know, we work with a lot of different accountants. We go with our clients accountants and, you know, because if it's not broke, don't fix it. And they're happy. So, you know, I mm-hmm. think there's so many times that it's the 15th and or the 17th even. And we're down to the wire waiting to get those final numbers. in, so we have to get the money transferred in so the taxes can be paid and it gets a little stressful. And I think probably most of that delay is on the client side because they're not getting everything to their accountant in a timely manner because that's so important people sit on stuff they don't open their mail and there's so much going on
2: with that so it's really important but at least if you plan ahead uh-huh. come tax deadline it won't be a surprising conversation it would be expected and a lot more pleasant rather than springing on them the day before the deadline hi you owe two million dollars I right. would not want to be a party to that conversation. Absolutely. Planning is so important. And, you know,
1: and we've seen a lot of, um, you know, inflation lately. So does that factor into
2: the planning? It most certainly does. I mean, we all feel it on an everyday basis you know, by filling up our gas tanks or something as simple as going to the grocery store so we could put food on the table for ourselves and our family. It also does affect taxes, however we're not feeling because we're not experiencing taxes or at least realizing it every day. Uh, For example, capital gains experience inflation. I'm giving a good example. Capital gains experience inflation. However, what's notable about that is that the amount of capital losses you're able to take are not uh, indexed for inflation. And there's a three... you're basically allowed to only deduct uh, $3,000 of your overall net capital losses and then carry forward the rest. So to give you some perspective, this limit was established in 1978 and has not been indexed for inflation since. So I think this becomes very important, especially when you do your tax planning. There's a popular tool called uh, loss harvesting, where you see your overall investment portfolio. And if you have a realized gain, you sell loss positions to offset your gains. I would highly recommend before making any moves on that front to always at first check your carryovers from the prior year because the capital loss limitations are so low. You may have a capital loss that's already being carried forward and you may be doing tax loss harvesting and all it is accomplishing is adding to your carry forwards and it's not actually having any impact on your tax return.
1: Another reason why you need a good CPA to help you. <laughs> Cause that's <laughs> greek to me. Uh, you know. Hey there. I just want to tell you a little bit about my new book that just came out called mastering your financial life cycles. And here it is. It's how to successfully manage your money in every decade of life. I co-authored this with my CFO, Liz Levy, and together we created this manual that's going to help you through every stage of life. We talk about having a baby. We talk about young adulthood, pre-retirement, what to do when you're at that age of retirement, if you're contemplating divorce, do you need an estate plan? We cover all of these, each subject in a different chapter. And I really think that you're going to find this so helpful because at the end of every chapter, we have checklists that you can look at and you can use and they can be a guide for you. So this is a wonderful manual that we've created. It's available on Amazon. You can also find it on our website at judithhepcom book. And we're here for you. If you need anything, reach out. I hope you enjoy the book. Here's another picture of it, just so you know what's going on. Here it is. And I'm really proud of it. It's my second book. And I'd love to have you uh, read it and give me your feedback. Judy Heft, Heft JudithHeft.com, Financial and Lifestyle Concierge, celebrating 26 years in business. And over the years, I've learned so much. And what I've been trying to do is impart a little bit of this knowledge you so I can help all of you become as financially organized as I am. And we're back. We're back here with Pam Massiello CPA. So Pam, can we talk a little bit about charitable giving? Because I think, you know, that's something that people should plan and, and do recognize recommend that a client have their own charitable foundation or now, you know, there's so much with the DAF, the donor advised funds. What's your recommendation on that? And how do you work with your clients in that area?
2: Yes. Um, I think both a private foundation is a great tool to, uh, for charitable giving. And I also think donor advised funds are great as well. Um, I, I do prefer donor advised funds, especially at this time of year, because they are so easy to set up easy to maintain, uh, especially if you're, for example, at the end of 2023, you're realizing that you're having a high income tax year and you're looking in a way to maximize your deductions. So basically what a donor advised fund is basically a separate charitable investment account where you fund uh, your assets, whether it be in the form of cash or appreciated securities. And the sole purpose of this account is to give, um, you know, funds to charitable organizations. You do recognize a tax deduction when you're funding the accounts. And a very popular strategy with your donor advised funds is uh, something called a bunching strategy. So as I mentioned before, if you have a large taxable year where you're you know, expecting to recognize a large tax liability and you typically would give away in a standard year, $10,000 a year, what you would do is look to the say next five years and instead of donating 10,000 you would contribute in $50,000 into your donor advised funds therefore maximizing the deduction in that given year
1: and then it can be distributed throughout the no- those next few years to any charity exactly. that you want
2: but you're still yes. getting the deduction in this year exactly you're getting that's- the dedu- recognizing it now
1: that's the that's the beauty of a, a donor advised fund but what about does that happen whether if you have your own foundation or does it not work that way
2: it does Uh, I just, um, I think that donor advised funds are just a lot more flexible Mm -hmm. and I think, um, private foundations are, you know, when someone has the time to think about their legacy and perhaps they have a charitable cause that they're very passionate about. And they sometimes set up the foundation with the intention of perhaps, you know, having their children and their grandchildren, assuming their roles in it. Mm -hmm. So, but the, um, private foundations are very, um, you know, there's a lot of administrative requirements to maintain. So if someone wanted to set something up right now and have it set up for 2023, it would be much easier to set up the donor advised fund.
1: Yeah, no, I know. I've worked with people that have donor advised funds and they're really great because you can just put a lump sum in and then they have a whole list of all the different charities that are recognized and you can go in there and pick the ones that you like. And if I think if there's, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, if there's not one in there, that you want to give to, they'll research it for you and figure it out.
2: Yes, it's yeah, that's absolutely available. true.
1: Yeah, so it's really a great thing that they're doing there. I, I, I know it's been around for a little while. I just found mm-hmm. out about it a couple of years ago myself, and uh, I think it's yeah. terrific.
2: So um, one more thing I wanted to uh, mention is another uh, tool for charitable giving is qualified charitable distributions. This is uh, extremely beneficial for holders of a traditional IRA who are at at least seven 70 and a half years old receiving a distribution you're allowed to make transfers directly from the traditional ira to an irs approved charity or one or more up to a maximum of hundred thousand dollars and that results in an exclusion of taxable income so i think it's very valuable to know that and the question i always get in response is but why can't i just write a check for my personal account uh one One thing that sticks out at me is once you write the check out of your personal account, it becomes an itemized deduction, and I've seen on quite a few occasions where that happens, and they ended up qualifying for the standard deduction and then losing out on the charitable contribution deduction. However, if they made the qualified charitable distribution, not only would have they gotten the deduction for the standard deduction, they would have also received the benefit from the qualified charitable distribution as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I was just going to say, that's really good to know. That's something. So in other words, say you have, I'm just going to make up a number, $10,000 that you have to take from your RMD. You can, that 10,000 go
2: directly to a charitable organization. Correct. It has to be a trustee to trustee transfer coming Mm -hmm. directly from the IRA directly to the charity of your choice.
1: Oh, that's really helpful to know. I never heard of that. I bet a lot of people don't know that too. There's so many things and I'll say it again. I, for my, fourth or fifth time here you need to have a professional cpa working with you for at tax time at planning time because there's so many different things that the average person doesn't know or even understand if they know it so it's this was really great so thank you pam thanks for being such a great guest today i really enjoyed talking to you i learned a lot and i'm sure our listeners did too how can they find you
2: yeah you can find me at um p Masiello at uhy-us.com happy to take any questions that you may have on our discussion today
1: that's great and i suppose you're on linkedin they can find you on linkedin too yes you can find me on great. linkedin as well thank you thanks for being here pam it was
2: great thank you thank you for everything
0: thank you for tuning into mastering your financial life hosted by judy heft You can read chapters of her books and catch prior episodes of the show at www.judithheft.com. Thank you for your positive comments and sharing this show with others.